Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on the show today. We've got a lot to discuss on the program as here at Locked On Blue Devils, a daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Each and every week, we have the awesome opportunity to chat with Jason Jordan, the Director of College Basketball Recruiting. We're going to do another look back, a recruiting look back for a couple of Duke stars over the past decade. If you missed our conversation last week, we broke down the news. Darren Harris is the newest class of 2024 commit for Duke men's basketball. And then we revisited that guy by the name of Kyrie Irving. What an amazing Duke basketball player he was. What a great high school player. Uh, So we're moving forward with a couple of guys here on today's show. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free on YouTube. Also support us with whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts. If you're on the Apple podcast platform, we'd absolutely love a five-star rating and written review. As we get set to welcome in our pal Jason Jordan, the director of recruiting for college basketball uh, for Sports Illustrated and also a good partner of ours here with Locked On. We want to let you know that all of our conversations are brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Jason, it's great to have you back on the program with us. We look at the calendar, and all of a sudden, it's turned to November, and basketball is finally here collegiately. What a good time of year it is, my friend. Oh, absolutely, man. Always fun this time of the year. Everybody knows that they're going to win the national title, you know, whether that's delusional or not. Probably not for you guys, but, um, you know, I'm here from a lot of fan bases that that know, air quotes, know this is their year. So always fun, always fun. That's always fun. It's a point where we're like counting down the hours at this point until we get yeah. to see uh, Duke basketball out there on the floor. Uh, this is our Wednesday, November 2nd episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. So tonight, Duke's got an exhibition game against Fayetteville State. And then on Monday, uh, the season gets off and rolling. So big-time basketball coming there to Durham. And to have big-time basketball, you need big-time players. And so it's always fun when uh, there's not as much recruiting happening right now, uh, big-time commitments or that sort of thing, to look back because Duke is such a program uh, that's had quite an amazing group of players come through Durham over the last decade or so. Absolutely, man. Best of the best. You know, Shire getting these uh, two number one classes, that's nothing new. Uh, you guys have always reeled in the best talent. And so, you know, that's part, part of the reason people hate you. Um, because you're getting the top prospects so um you know definitely uh nothing new is just the norm continuation of the norm there in Durham well let's get to it then man I want to take a look back I want to go back we talked Kyrie Irving last week today I want to go back to uh, the next kind of big name that really made way on campus you take a look at uh, Austin Rivers uh his commitment there for Duke what do you remember uh from Austin Rivers high school day so we mentioned him a little bit last week because he told some New Jersey camp stories from a Deron Williams camp where he first saw Kyrie Irving. So Austin Rivers was big on the basketball scene even before he went on to Duke and went on to his NBA career. 
Uh, one of the biggest, uh, I mean, I, you know, I have to tell the story. I, I was uh, pretty connected with Austin uh, in high school. He kept a blog for me. It's been so long. I think he kept a blog <laughs> for me. He was one of my bloggers. Um, but I used to talk to him all the time. But he was like a larger than life because of his dad, too. You know, he got a lot of, um, I mean, most people know that his dad is Doc Rivers. So he, you know, and he was a bad man. Like Austin was like in the hoop mixtape era. Uh, he was around the beginning of that, uh, you know, in the first few years, I would say. Right. That, that era. And um, his his mixtape was like one of the top mixtapes uh, ever viewed. Like it was insane. And he always put on a show um, and he his following was was huge. Like he would. I think he might have been the first like rock star type following at games and tournaments and stuff like that. It would be like a line of a hundred people after games waiting to take pictures and get autographs and stuff like that. And, you know, Austin was definitely like a celebrity um, and he carried himself that way. Um, very cocky player on the court. Good dude. Uh, most people didn't get to know him uh, to that degree, but I got to know him pretty well and um, good guy, great guy to talk to, but, on the court and he would admit it like he had like a Kobe persona on the court. Um, you know, very, very confident. Um, always felt like he was the best player on the court. And, um, yeah, he was always fun to watch because the gym was always packed and, um, you know, he was must see TV and he always put on a show. He never, he rarely let you down when he touched the court. In a lot of ways, I guess that makes sense. I mean, yeah, we, we don't really need to connect the dots at this point for Duke fans. They are aware of the fact that his his dad is Doc Rivers, right? That he's an NBA head coach and has been for, for pretty much Austin's entire life, it feels like, that uh, Austin grew up in NBA locker rooms around the best of the best at all times. In some weird way, it kind of does make sense that you would have so much confidence, so much bravado, because – Man, I was just in a locker room last night with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray, all these stars of the boss, and then you're going out and playing on the high school basketball floor, yeah. and you're Austin Rivers. Absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, he. Uh, but you know, it's funny. His brother, his brother was before him. His brother was a pretty good, a pretty good prospect too. But his brother wasn't like he just was different, man. Austin was, a, you know, I guess he's not the baby of the family, but the middle kid, and so. Um, yeah, he just had it. He had the it factor. And he, um, he, like I said, rarely disappointed when you came to see him. He was box office. Austin Rivers taking a look back at his awesome recruitment. Ended up wearing that Duke uniform. We, of course, remember his amazing shot that he had in the Dean Dome against North Carolina. We'll talk about that and a little bit more about his recruitment in particular after our first time out here today on Locked On Blue Devils. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go ahead and add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. 
to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As we move forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson, joined by my buddy Jason Jordan. Uh, double J's for both of us as uh, we're breaking down the Duke basketball recruiting world, taking a look back at Austin Rivers in particular. What do you remember from his recruitment specifically, Jason? I mean, did it feel like Duke was the no-brainer selection? You've got Coach K, who's known Doc Rivers from coaching days and, and yada, yada. Did it feel like it was always going to be Duke, or what do you remember from that recruitment? I remember Florida. I remember Florida giving them a strong push. Um, you know, obviously he lived there in Florida at Winter Park High School. and um, Yeah, I remember Florida being a really strong contender um, to land him. And there was a lot of pressure for him to stay there in state and play for the Gators. Um, I know he was very, very high on them. Uh, but I would say they were the biggest contender. But, I, you know, I think Duke was always, you know, always had an edge, you know, even even a slight edge. But but they always had an edge. And, you know, in the end, you know, I think he wanted to, um, you know, keep things going because, uh, you know, Duke was just coming off Kyrie and. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, what if Kyrie stayed? Look at the backcourt. I remember that. He was like, man, that'd be great. I would love to play with Kyrie. I remember he said that. He said, I don't think I'll get a chance to, but <laughs> uh, I would love to I would love to play with Kyrie. Um, but, I mean, imagine that backcourt in college, geez. Um, But, yeah, I think Duke was always, that I can remember, Duke was always a little bit, always had the edge, and I felt like they always felt like they were in the driver's seat the staff did. I remember it. And so there's the commitment to Duke and, and then Austin Rivers gets set for his freshman year. And so many people already, uh, like you said, it's, it's the year after Kyrie Irving was a one and done star for Duke. And uh, so immediately in the back of your mind, you're hoping that this doesn't necessarily become the big trend that it is to this day, because you want to see these guys play for Duke for so long. But I remember he first arrives on campus and Duke fans uh, like any great college fan base, are so obsessed, Jason, with what jersey number these guys want to wear among a variety of different things. And no one had wore number zero before at Duke until Austin Rivers entered the building. I believe Sub-Zero was the nickname that he had at the time. And so all of a sudden, someone at Duke was given permission to wear the jersey number zero, and it was Austin Rivers who stepped up to the plate. <laughs> Yeah, that's all, and, and such an Austin thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know him, you understand what I'm saying. Like, it's, that's such an Austin thing. He's always thinking about stuff like that. I remember um, we he used to say this thing, uh, man on a mission. Like, yes. Was, um, but I remember having the conversation with him. This is how far we go back. I remember having the conversation with him, and I said, um, you always, you know, that's your thing. I said, man, you should really trademark that. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I should. And I think he did. <laughs> I gave him the idea, but I remember that uh, it really like hit him like, yeah, you know what? I think he should. I think I should do that. <laughs> I think he even has that tattoo, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's the Austin thing. I, I mean, he was the market marketing extraordinaire before it was it was popular to be marketing extraordinaire. Sub-Zero, man. He, he wanted to be so cold and, uh, and, and definitely be a killer out there on the hardwood and it comes to his Duke career and uh, what a fun player he was. He's got amazing moments, but uh, of course all of them uh, don't quite live up to the shot that he had in yeah. the Dean Smith center uh, as Duke was able to walk away with a major comeback. What do you remember about that game? What do you remember about that shot? Just take me back yeah. to, to Jason Jordan 
at that moment in time, what do you remember? Yeah, so I remember when they when, – was it Tyler Zeller that missed the free throw? Yes. And then he shot it over Tyler, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when he missed the free throw and, and Austin got the ball, I knew Austin was never going to pass that ball. He was <laughs> never. When I tell you never, he was never going to pass that ball. So I knew he was going to launch it. Um, and when I saw that, I didn't know who he would launch it over. Right. So when I saw that it was going to be Tyler Zeller, um, I said, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's going to, he's going to fry him. He's going to hit him with it like a quick jab. And, you know, he's definitely going to get it off because that's just Austin Rivers. Um, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to say I knew he was going to make it, you know, I mean, my goodness, I, you know, who knows when history is about to be made, <laughs> but um, man, cold as ice, Duke legend forever from your guys' eyes, I'm sure uh, for that shot. And, yeah. the demon. and I'll tell you something funny after that, for at least three years after that, when kids would go, uh, I would talk to recruits that went to the Dean though, for like a Carolina visits, you know, and um, officials and they would be. I in think the, I know where you're going. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I would say, hey, you know, they play pickup and they and they'd be like, yeah, I, I, um, I, I did the Austin. I did that Austin. I reenacted the Austin shot. I said, was the team in there? <laughs> And a couple times they were like, yeah, but but they would tell me, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but they would tell me the team would do it. True <laughs> story. I won't even, I'm not going to, I won't say who told me that, but I do remember. Um, but it was a couple kids, right. uh, at least five, to be very honest with you, that said that they reenacted the infamous uh, Austin Rivers shot. And I'm talking five-star kids. At this point, if you don't have that shot in your highlight video for Duke basketball or, or anything, what are you doing at this point? Uh, because, again, what an amazing game it was. That game was so – Duke comes back, a yeah. double-digit deficit late in the second half. Uh, Tyler Zeller also at one point in that game, Jason, was going up for a rebound and deflected it back into yeah. Duke's basket, giving two points to yeah, Duke. Um, yeah. Seth Curry made a couple of big shots down the stretch. And that's the other thing. Austin does this wave into the corner, like, I've got this. I'm going to ISO this final shot. And that's Seth Curry in the corner right here. And over on this other wing is Andre Dawkins. Like, they're really <laughs> prolific three-point shooters for Duke. But yeah. Austin knew it was going to be him the whole time. That's so what I'm saying. Kobe <laughs> mentality, the mob mentality, man, he really adopted that thing, man. And yeah. Austin, you can tell Austin he was not the best player on the court every time he stepped on the court, no matter what. Even to this day, he's like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then flashing the Duke logo. I mean, up afterwards yep. in the Dean Smith Center, what a, what an awesome moment it was. Uh, unfortunately, that the story continues for Duke basketball, and uh, this is going to be a bad trend on today's episode, uh, but uh, Lehigh is who Duke is matched up with in the NCAA tournament. And so, again, going back to at the start of the year, here's this guy. He's going by sub-zero. We've got this feeling in the back of our mind that this one and done trend is going to be a thing for Duke. I don't think we realized, no one realized that the last game we would see him wear that Duke Jersey would be against the Lehigh, uh, yeah. which at the time, I think most people are thinking where in the world is the school? What is the school? And uh, there they go ending Duke season in the big dance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have a good game that game either. Um, Oh man, what is my man's name that really cooked Duke for thirty that game? And the, he's in the NBA now. CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah, CJ. I'm tripping. 
Yeah, <laughs> DJ, and he I'm pretty sure he had 30 in that game. He did. He absolutely and, did. Um, you know, we see the careers that, you know, they're parallel their careers and you know that that's interesting too but you know because austin came in with all that hype and different stuff like that but yeah that to your point i mean that's you know um he hits the big shot but then you know that's something that people you know i live on tobacco road i live in raleigh so um i see duke and carolina people go at it all the time during the season i definitely hear the lee i reference um even to this day always um, yeah and Never then go away. Duke fans will counter with Weber State. So it's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, they go back and forth, man. And that's what good rivalries are for. That's for sure. So, all right, we've got one more break and another recruiting look back on the other side of this here on Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back into today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. A recruiting look back. We talked about our good pal Austin Rivers, his one amazing season playing basketball for Duke. Off to the NBA he goes, and Austin Rivers still continuing that professional basketball career to this day. Uh, two years later, another top recruit by the name of Jabari Parker is in the Chicago area. Uh, we obviously know with Austin Rivers, he's got the NBA dad. He's a name that we've known for quite some time. Looking back, Jason, like how long was Jabari Parker in the basket on the basketball scene before he became a senior in Jabari Parker, who's headed to play for Duke? Yeah. What do you remember? So Jabari, Jabari's a crew. I mean, in, you know, I remember uh, BYU because uh, he's Mormon. Um, so I, I remember that being a really big thing. Like, I forgot about that. Do, yeah. Is he going to do, I mean, that was big. Like people were like, no, nah, he's going to BYU. It's a fact. <laughs> right. So like, um, but you know what else I remember? I remember he told me, um, that Duke was his worst visit, worst visit. Wow. Um, and I, I believe it was because he said something like, you know, he just, they were, um, uh, what, what did he say? They, they were too business-like or something like that. And he just wanted to have fun and, you know, kick it a little bit. And they were just, I think they were like too business-oriented. But he specifically said, I think this is out there. I'm pretty sure I wrote about it. Yeah. Other couple people wrote about it because he was very open about it. Right. You know, especially after he picked them. You know, I mean, he probably wouldn't yeah. have said that in, yeah. the, in the process. But, um, yeah, he said, I rem and I distinctly remember <laughs> He said he called Kay and uh, to tell him, and Kay was like, "Oh, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> no, congratulations for picking us!" You know, yeah. uh, and so yeah, but, but Jabari was larger than life too. Like you know, he was like the heir apparent, um, um, and you know, you'll have one of those in every class. But he he was different because of his size. He's coming from Chicago, and I remember the McDonald's All American. It was like the highest um, attended 
McDonald's All-American game ever to that point because it was right there in Chicago. And um, yeah, it was uh, there was a lot of hoopla. But by that time, he was he was committed. Um, but there was a lot of hoopla around him. And that was, uh, but I remember the BYU thing specifically because everybody was like, I don't know if he's going to go. But there, then it was like, back channels, it was like, nah, nah, he really, that they're a real contender, like in real life, real contender. But I felt like Duke was, again, um, Duke was always strong. And Michigan State was a big player in that one too, I remember, if I remember correctly. And um, yeah, in the end, you know, you guys won out. But um, that was, that was one of the that you know, that was one of the biggest ones because he didn't Jabari's his uh his personality is very he's much very much introverted so he didn't disclose a lot and just because that's just who he was right but um so there wasn't a lot of um intel floating around about that but yeah uh, but yeah so- he definitely definitely. Tell me a little bit more. I mean, obviously, I ask when he comes into the scene and that sort of thing. And, and being from the Chicago area, and, and again, it's a McDonald's All-American game that's set to be played in Chicago. Chicago, in recent seasons, to go back to that moment in time, right? You've got Derek Roche. You've got Anthony Davis. You've got these big-time players who came out of that area, and Chicago has always had a great level of basketball. Uh, what 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 can you say about that uh, Chicago level of play and, and just for Jabari to emerge out of every big player that comes out of that area? Yeah, well, that's a that's a, a super super hotbed, Derek. Like you said, you named them, um, but at that time it was even you know it was it was their time. You know, for over the la- the last the the a five year span, they were um, they were reeling them off, and they had Jaleel Oka for right after him. Um, so, uh, yeah, he was, he was, I mean, people were saying he was the best ever in Chicago and things like that. You know, obviously I don't think that was true, but I mean, Hey, bad man, don't get me wrong. But you know, when you, when you talking about the best of a, a bunch of great players, but, um, yeah, he was at, at his time, he was definitely getting that next big thing hype. And, um, people were calling him better than Derrick Rose. Um, he was in documentaries for, um, you know, Benji, the kid that was killed in the eighties. And, um, yeah, he was big. Like he was, a, he was a rock star too. Jabari was definitely a rock star. He just didn't have the rock. Like Austin was a rock star and he acted like one. Yeah. Jabari wasn't. Jabari wasn't like that. So Jabari Parker comes to play for Duke that season. Duke also has, um, one of their first key transfers, uh, that, that you don't really see transfers come in and make an impact for Duke basketball. That wasn't necessarily Coach K's uh, yeah. go-to ingredient, but Rodney Hood is a yeah. part of the team uh, to play there with Jabari Parker. And uh, the season starts as it does many years and as it will this season for Duke uh, with the Champions Classic, the event each year that features yeah. Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, and Michigan State. All those schools rotate playing one another, and for Duke – uh, much like this year, Duke's going to play Kansas uh, on November 15th. In yeah. 2013, they took on Kansas, and uh, we had Andrew Wiggins versus Jabari Parker, uh, which became such a big debate back and forth at that time. What do you remember from those days, those matchups in particular? Uh, every time you said Jabari Parker, it felt like you needed to say Andrew Wiggins' name as well and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, they w- they went back and forth, uh, you know, a lot. I even. Uh, 
I remember in that class, I believe Julius Randall was in that class too. And so it was those three, right? Um, but to your point, it was always because they were so similar. They they stature wise, they were right. exactly the same. So um, but yeah, you know, I they I know they went back and forth. I think Andrew, Andrew may it depends on the rankings. Andrew may have ended up the number one player in that class. Um, but yeah, like they <clears throat> I say those two never really bought into that. Right. Um, both of them are very much introverted, very quiet. But uh, Jabari would always kind of deflect that. You know, he he that's just not his personality. Like he would just uh, more of a humble kid. Just, you know, he was like a head down and work type kid. He wasn't he wasn't with the, the side hoopla stuff. He <laughs> never liked that. What impressed you most about Jabari's game on the floor? We've talked a lot about their recruitment being from the Chicago area and that sort of thing. But yeah. looking back to his high school days and the one season at Duke, yeah. a huge frame. What what really stood out to you about Jabari? Just his versatility at his size. I mean, he's six eight, six nine, um, but he he played like a guard, and he, um, you know, the, how hard he worked, and so many all the boxes he checked off on both ends of the floor. And he played with a lot of passion. Like I said, he was introverted off the court, but on the court, he was very much a leader. Um, and I, you know, very much a high IQ guy. And he knew what to do in given situations. Like he always made the right basketball play. And that was one of the things that really, and that's what most people loved about him. You know, um, he knew, he knew when to call his number. And that was spoke a lot to his maturity at a very young age. Um, but if you were ever around him, you would, it would make sense that he would be that mature. <laughs> Because he was just – that's just how he was. Taking a look at Jabari Parker, a recruiting look back here with my good pal Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated. In the Duke story as well, when you talk about Jabari Parker's time there on campus, he's got not one but two Sports Illustrated covers. Jason, he's got one in his Simeon yeah. swag there. Uh, the best high school player since LeBron James is Jabari Parker and a profile from Jeff Benedict. And then there's another cover with Jabari and Duke practice gear next yep. to Coach K, uh, the education of Jabari Parker. Yeah. So he had a couple of uh, cover opportunities there in yeah. Durham. Yeah, man. But, you know, that was just, it's just kind of like a people, you know, and you look back now and you're like, I mean, was he, you know, was it worth it? Were, he, did he pan out and stuff like that? He had a good career, you know. Um, I think he averaged like 19 at Duke. So, yeah, of course he was worth it. <laughs> And then, you know, that, that's what it was at the time. You have to you have to look at you can't take a sample size of what was it at the time. And at the time, I felt like that was that was certainly warranted. You know, he definitely um, uh, called for that level of hype um, because that's what it was at the time. He was larger than life. Um, you know, his following was his game was. And, you know, that's the kind of treatment that stars get. And then to uh, wrap up our conversation here today, we said it'd be a theme, unfortunately, for Duke fans, but uh, with both Austin Rivers and Jabari Parker, their Duke careers end with first-round exits. All of a sudden, we had the Lehigh game take place that ended uh, the career of Austin Rivers. Jabari Parker and Rodney Hood go to the NCAA tournament, Jason, and they are upset by Mercer in the yeah. first round, a one-and-done exit for Duke that year. Yeah. I'll tell you what I remember the most about that is my man hitting a nene after the game. I mean, that was <laughs> <a> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I definitely hear Mercer too um, <laughs> with the go back and forth with yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, um, definitely was that that was a first round, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Yeah. both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, 
Yeah, because I was mad because I wanted we everybody wanted to see Jabari, you know, in the Elite Eight and Final For Four sure, you know, yeah. and see him rise to the occasion and th- different things like that. But um, that's how it goes, man. That's why we love March. And um, you know, I don't he didn't have a great game that game either. I, rem- I don't remember his stat line, but I remember it being not a great game for him. Funny, Austin Rivers and Jabari Parker don't have big games in the NCAA yeah. tournament. Duke, I mean, hey, maybe uh, yeah, go figure. we can connect the dots. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but he had a great he had a great freshman year. I think he was overshadowed by that, and you know, people were mad about that. But great freshman year, definitely a great yeah. freshman year. And then on to the NBA draft, a top three pick for Jabari Parker, always uh, again attached to Andrew Wiggins' yeah. name, and here we are, all these years later. Uh, looking back at what was uh, for Austin Rivers and Jabari Parker. Jason, as always, it's fun to have you on the show. A little bit of a different speed today yeah. in our conversation, but these recruiting lookbacks are so much fun for Duke fans. So thank you again for the time and, and doing this conversation today. No problem, man. Look forward to the next one. All right. That's our good pal, Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated, joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. So much fun, as always, to chat with him on the program. Please be sure to support his work. All right, subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils on YouTube. Also find our podcast platform wherever you can. As that's going to do it for another amazing episode of Lockdown Blue Devils here today. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.